Have you ever wondered if there is hope for the negative thoughts that swirl around in your mind? Maybe you've been like me in the past and you've tried everything in your power to change those toxic ruminations, but they keep coming back, replaying over and over again. Whether you suffer silently with anxiety or depression, or you're desperate to change a behavior that has been holding you back, or you need to shift your mindset, there is hope. If you're battling with your mind, you've got some kind of disease and that's it. You need a label and to validate it. And you don't need a disease label to validate what you're going through. If you're human, which you are, and you're alive, which you are, you're a mental mess, which is inevitable. So, and we all, and so that's just how, that's just the truth of it. The difference, because because we, we, not, we don't know how to react perfectly to every situation. It's very experimental. You know, something happens and we're thrown into it and we we think, feel, choose, and we don't always think, feel, choose in the way that we self-regulate, in a way that we manage. Today, we're talking with Dr. Carolyn Leaf about the five proven steps to help you overcome the unhealthy thinking habits that contribute to anxiety, depression, and intrusive thoughts, and replace them with positive thinking that leads to health, happiness, and success. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello, friend. My name is Andrea Crisp, and I'm the host of The Courage Cast. I'm so glad that you've joined me today because I really have a treat for you. And if this is your very first time, you may not know me. I am a mindset and life purpose coach, and I would love to connect with you. So make sure to find me over on Instagram at, at Andrea Crisp Coach or at the dot Courage Cast. Now, this is such a power packed episode. And it was so good and it was so full of amazing things that I decided I wanted to split it into two shows. Over the past few years, I have been reading and implementing, pretty much taking in and consuming everything that Dr. Carolyn Leaf has to offer. I first came across one of her videos probably like five or so years ago. And I was just really impressed about how she talked about mind management. So from that moment on, watching her videos, reading her books and listening to her podcast, which is called Cleaning Up the Mental Mass, I just really started to learn about the brain, the mind, and just becoming more and more interested in how to shift your mindset. So when she came out with her brand new book, I was so excited to have her on the show because back in the summer, I downloaded her app, which at the time was called the Switch app. It's now called NeuroCycle and things in my life radically shifted. Now, let me just back up a little bit. At that time, it was like maybe four or five months into COVID and, you know, we were all dealing with, you know, what was going on in the world, all the racial tension, all the things, you know, with um, just so much going on in the world. And I was feeling it both personally, I was feeling it professionally. And I was in a place in my life that I was also, you know, going through unprocessed trauma. 
And I'd gotten to a point where if I didn't do something pretty significant that I feared I was going to keep circling the mountain and I was never going to be able to move forward. And that was not going to be good for business as a mindset coach, as you know, and it was not going to be good for me personally either in any way for my body, soul, or my spirit. So a friend of mine turned me on to Dr. Leaf's courses. And in doing so, that's where I found the Switch app and I downloaded it and whoa, I was like totally blown away. Now, to be honest, I couldn't believe the shifts that happened within the first three weeks of me using the app. Like I felt I had so much more clarity to the root cause of what had been holding me back. And I was finally able to reconceptualize and shift that mindset completely. But what I love most was that it wasn't something that I just experienced for a day and then kind of fell back into the old mindset. Like once I had done the cycles, once I had finished the entire 63 days, like I had completely transformed the thought. And so I continued using it. I have been using it ever since. And now not only do I tell all of my friends, <laughs> but I also highly recommend it to all of my coaching clients as well. So today, on the show, I'm talking to Dr. Leaf. And let me tell you, this is going to be a conversation that you are going to love, but it is also pretty full on. So I'm going to share a little bit at the end of this episode about my own journey and unpack a few of the nuggets that she talks about because we go really deep fast. Now, she fully explains what she calls the neurocycle. And it's a mind management system consisting of five simple steps. So next week in part two of the conversation, I'm going to dive a little deeper into how the neurocycle has helped me and then break down our conversation just a little bit more. But before we do that, let me tell you just a little bit about Dr. Leaf. She is a communication pathologist, cognitive neuroscientist with a master's and PhD in communication pathology and a BSc Lagopedics specializing in cognitive and metacognitive neuropsychology. She has helped hundreds of thousands of students and adults learn how to use their mind to detox and grow their brain to succeed in every area of their lives, including school, university, and the workplace. Dr. Leaf is also the best-selling author of Switch on Your Brain, Think, Learn, Succeed, Think and Eat Yourself Smart, and many more. And of course, her new book, which is Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. So without further ado, here's part one of the conversation with Dr. Caroline Leaf. Dr. Carolyn Leaf, I am seriously so excited to have you on the Courage Cast. I have been looking forward to this for probably a couple of months now, and you guys just came through your big Texas storm. You're back with power, and I just yes. I'm so anticipating talking to you today. So welcome to the Courage Cast. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be with you, Andrea. Yes, so we got through it, and here we are. <laughs> it's <laughs> so we can talk exactly. Yeah, I, I had to. I had to clean up my mental mess as well as all the mess around us with the snow, <laughs> with the you know going through all of that. But God, goodness, you do appreciate the most basic things in life when you go through storms. You know, it's interesting <laughs> because I actually thought about that when you guys were having the storm. I thought, I wonder if there's something that is coming up even for you that you were like, I didn't anticipate this 
at all. You're just like right in your book launch phase for your new, your brand yeah. new book. And, and all of a sudden you have no power, no water and all of these things happening. Like, how did you actually manage that for yourself? Well, I think, and that's such a good question. And, you know, I've been asked that question so much in the last week, as you can imagine. And honestly, I am absolutely honest with you. I cleaned up my mental mess. I used the neurocycle. This concept that I've developed that is in this book that's 38 years in the in the making and development, I love it. It's my most natural life cycle because every day, you know, you wake up with your mind, you go to bed with your mind, your mind never stops. So your mind's got to deal with everything. You've got to deal with everything. So instead of getting freaked out about it, I found I was neurocycle cycling all the time moment by moment just to get myself back under control you know and then sort of taking taking a bit more time to do a longer neurocycle because you can you can apply it in a short you know in short it's basically how you manage your mind so I used it I loved I love what I teach and I was actually just saying to my husband this morning when we when we woke up I just said this really does work I mean I know it works <laughs> I've been in this for 38 years but I love it and it just gives you so much peace because all of us are a mental mess we whatever we're going through you can't anticipate these things that happen these events and circumstances but it's really great to know that you have your mind under control when you know how to manage your mind and you can actually then get through it because it's regardless the, the snow came the power went we had to still survive we had to carry on we had to do you know we had to keep our self in a state of wisdom so we could make the right decisions so I use this all the time and if, if people listen to my podcast cleaning up the mental mess you'll see I've been very authentic about a lot of the experiences we've had as a family as well and going through how I use it all the time so I really do practice what I preach well <laughs> I am so excited for people to actually learn from you I've been talking about use using the switch at myself on the podcast and so of course there's no better person to really describe it than you and so for those people who've maybe kind of been like thinking okay what is she talking about when she's talking about her mindset and switching on you know all of these you know like good things like how do you describe the neurocycle to people who have maybe never even heard of it before Okay, so essentially, um, we are not our being a brain here, and we are not our brain. Our brain is separate from our mind. So the first thing to understand the neurocycle is that our mind and brain are separate, and that the mind works through the brain, and the brain responds to the mind. So the mind is this generator, and the and it's you. It's your ability to think and feel and choose. That's how we describe it psychologically. So it's think, feel, choose, and then your your mind generate that thinking, feeling, choosing generates energy that. It moves through your brain and then your brain responds electrically, chemically, electromagnetically and neurochemically and genetically and transforms what you are experiencing. So you experience, your mind thinks, feels, chooses, pushes it through the brain and then the brain transforms that and converts that into an actual protein-like structure, a little thought. So you grow thoughts which look like trees in the brain. So that's neuro, that's the process of neuroplasticity which is driven by the mind. But we can build healthy thoughts and we can build toxic thoughts. So with our mind, we're building thoughts. And thoughts, you can see they've got lots of branches, like a tree has branches. Those branches are memories. You get your root memories and you get your, your branch memories that are above the ground. And I'll explain the difference as we move through the, this, uh, this interview today. But what I talk about in the neurocycle is how, what is, what is that? I've, for 38 years, I've studied what is mind? What is this think, feel, choose thing that lands up making these trees in the brain? What are those trees? What are thoughts? What are memories? And what level of control do we have and I can say to you that you do control this process it 
you can control how you think, feel, and choose. And you can con direct the neuroplasticity of your brain, which means you can control these thoughts that you build. You can grab these, you know, capture these and change them into the healthy ones. You can deal with those toxic traumas. You can deal with those moment by moment when your mind just feels like it's gonna, never going to get in control. Those moments when someone in your family gets to you or you have an <laughs> argument with someone or you get social media or life or whatever. You know, it's the day-to-day -day stuff that because your mind is always with you. So you think of it like this. You wake up with your mind. You choose your clothes with your mind. You have your breakfast with your mind. You talk to your spouse or your kids or your family, whatever, with your mind. You, you go to work with your mind. We're using our mind now to, to talk. We're using our mind to listen. So in other words, your mind is always with you. When you go to sleep tonight, your mind is still going at sorting out the thoughts that you've built during the day. So during the day, we think, feel, choose to build thoughts. And then at nighttime, we sort out the thoughts that we've built. And this is an ongoing 24-7 process. One of the quotes in my book that I that I talk about a lot is that you can go three three weeks without food, you can go three days without water, you can go three minutes without oxygen, but you cannot even go three seconds without your mind working. Right. So the underlying philosophy is that if your mind is always going, what is mind? Mind is how you think, feel, and choose. It does this incredible creative process in your brain and body. Therefore, we need to manage our mind. And the neurocycle is a system that I have researched intensively over 38 years and done clinical trials and also practiced clinically for 25 years to work out how do we control our mind and how do we change the neuroplasticity of your brain, whether it's for the massive stuff, like if you have a traumatic brain injury or you're battling with some kind of major sexual trauma or whatever trauma, war trauma or whatever trauma, grief, loss of loved one, or whether it's those toxic habits that you've developed that are just being destructive and keeping you stuck, or whether it's just a habit that you've got into where your mind just keeps ruminating down a negative toxic hole in you, whatever it is, or you're just not managing the moment by moment things like you should, the neurocycle is the system, the system, it's not even a technique, it's the system within which you then master and then within which you then drive how your mind works and therefore how your brain functions and your body it's it's phenomenal i have been using it since probably the end of july and wonderful i am on i just actually started cycle 11 today it's amazing and I think I, congratulations I think you, no, and you know what there's there have been moments where i have found it difficult you know like obviously it of brings up things but one of the things that is interesting to me is when you talk about think feel and choose and then of course you talk about like having the attitude of the thought and how you choose beyond that and to me i, I guess i was always in this pattern of like well i guess that's just how i'm going to think about things or this is what, you know, I've been taught. And so I just, you know, naturally, generationally went along with the flow. And even if I wanted to change it, I would try like affirmations. I would try things to shift my mindset. And But this neurocycle, the way you have explained it, the way the brain works and functions, and then, of course, your body... It has literally transformed how I think. And I started the very first one, which was on approval. Like for me, it was all about, okay, yeah. you know, I, I'm tired of trying to look for the approval of people. And I've done it for things, you know, uh, about my body. I've done it for actual habits now that I, uh, so yeah. it, it, I think it's, it like spans you know, anything that you can imagine, whether it, you said, like you said, it is a trauma or it is a habit. And can you explain, like you mentioned a little bit about like you can use variations of the neurocycle. So sometimes a bit more in depth and then sometimes a little less. Can you explain that a little bit? 
Absolutely. So just very quickly, in the new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, the two parts of the book, the first part I have what mental health is and what your mind is and, and this non-conscious mind and conscious mind and thoughts, the things that you need to understand which are keeping us stuck in, in the wrong thinking if we don't about our mind. If we there's, a, there's kind of like almost a hopeless attitude that we have currently where if you're battling with your mind, you've got some kind of disease and that's it. You need a label and to validate it. And you don't need a disease label to validate what you're going through. If you human which you are and you're alive which you are you're a mental mess which is inevitable so and we all and so that's just how that's just the truth of it the difference because because we we not we don't know how to react perfectly to every situation it's very experimental you know something happens and we thrown into it and we we think feel choose and we don't always think feel choose in the way that we self-regulate in a way that we manage that we that but that that then can lead to the wrong kind of reaction and you can get frustrated or you can get irritated or you can get upset or and then maybe you don't let that go and then that then penetrates into the day and then it affects the, the maybe the person that you're having this issue with and you know you build up this narrative in your head and suddenly your relationships impacted me well they probably didn't even think that in the first place it was an assumption that you made and so you know you can that, that's just the example of it, our minds just always going and it's not just negatively it's also positively and that's great because if it's positive and if you have a great relationship or a great time at work or great whatever you want to grow that too so it's it's your mind's always going that's the that's the basic thing so in terms of the neurocycle we've we've got to manage the moment by moment stuff and we've got to manage the big stuff so in in the second half of the book, I explain how to use, I'll start with the easiest. It's easy to understand how to use it for trauma because we all get that we've gone through stuff in the past. Some of us more extreme than others, but every person's trauma is extremely valid. And there isn't anyone on this planet who hasn't had some level of trauma, whether it is even looking after for a sick one, that's secondary trauma. If you're living with someone who's got a tremendous illness and a terrible illness and you don't know what to do, and the, the uncertainty of COVID is a trauma. All of us have experienced that. The uncertainty of the financial implications and health implications. So trauma is a part of life, but we're not really taught how to deal with it very well. We're not taught how to use our minds. This is something the stuff I teach. I've been teaching kids since they were two and three. I've got four children. They've they've grown up with this stuff, so it's also automatically you know part of their lifestyle. But we we we've got to that those toxic traumas, those big things like from childhood or from early young teenagerhood or early adulthood or even now, traumas happen and then we respond. We, 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 the experience happens, we think, feel, choose and it converts into our brain and it becomes a toxic thought. And these thoughts are made of proteins, the healthy and the toxic, and the information that's in the little branches is in the form of vibrations in the proteins. Now, I know I'm getting technical, but this is hardcore physical substance. And if you look at the tree, trees all have roots and plants have roots, and then they have a stem and then they have branches. So if this is the trauma experience, it's the experiences in the roots, and there could be multiple different elements of the experience. This is the origin story, the source. This tree trunk becomes your perspective, your interpretation, and your desperation to cope with this experience. And it's all experimental. That's why it changes so much because we're just trying to survive. We we are built for survival. So we develop this response. And then this is how we interpret this. These branches up here, which are behaviors and our emotions, would be how we interpret this this experience and then this collectively produces how you function in life what you say and what you do so that's this is happening all the time now these are the healthy ones so this would be a healthy like for example the 
this discussion now. This is healthy information. As you introduced me, you literally sowed a little seed and the roots started growing. And everything that I'm saying and the questions you're asking are the roots, are the origin story, lots and lots of branches. So those are the memories, the root memories of the thought tree. The thought tree is the concept of this discussion about mind, brain, health, or whatever you pitched it as. As I'm talking, you're growing more branches. Immediately, you grow a stem, which is your perspective, your understanding, and you're growing branches, and the listeners, obviously. And then these branches are how you're viewing what you're hearing in relation to what you've already experienced, so existing memories inside thought trees. And you're kind of making these connections. And then I say some more, you grow more there, more there, more there. And it's all happening at around 400 billion actions per second, which is, and faster. So what I've done in my research is I've studied the science of thought. I've studied the science of mind and brain. I'm a neuroscientist too. And I've looked at the relationship. What is the mind? What is the brain? What is the relationship between the two? And what's our level of influence? So when it comes to applying and the neurocycle is the end product of this, how we can drive mind to change brain. So using the neurocycle for a trauma is, is basically working, embracing this, reconceptualizing it and processing it and reconceptualizing it over a period of time. So there's time involved in breaking down the toxic trauma, whether it's a massive kind of big trauma that we call it or whether it's repetitive small t which are just as damaging because they're constantly there um, and, and you can have multiple big t traumas so trauma is and you get acute trauma which is sudden unexpected trauma like for example COVID and a death and and um, you know what's happened this recently with the storm and that kind of thing where people are dying and whatever so acute traumas happen so these sudden things that are very traumatic so that when they become when they're there for a um, the long the big t and small t traumas have been established so they've been there for a while they're not just going to go away in an instant and we live andrew as you know in this quick fix society where we just want you know give me five steps give me the five steps let me get rid of this fast. <laughs> fix it for me so the five steps yeah the five steps aren't going to fix it yeah. fast because nothing fixes fast if you're going to make change it takes time so i also did research on looking at the in the science of thought and the science of memory and memory formation how long does it actually take to find these and to re embrace process and reconceptualize and i discovered from my research that it takes at least three cycles of three weeks so nine weeks which is 63 days and we often hear in the popular media that it takes 21 days to build a habit i mean this was a myth that was promulgated back in the 60s by a surgeon who estimated that his patients would uh, take uh, cycles of three weeks to heal and he was actually correct in that but it was adopted in the wrong way that okay well that's the length of habit formation but what we see is that the body heals in cycles physically of three weeks so if you have a blister or you have surgery a blister is, a, is an easy one a blister will take three weeks to heal i mean just after this conversation if you hurt yourself you'll see you damage yourself in, and injure yourself in sport or something like that you're going to take more or less cycles of three weeks to heal but when it comes to mind it's the same three weeks but it's it, to to change behavior takes three cycles minimum so 63 days and even then if it's a massive trauma from the past you're going to be doing multiple cycles because the first cycle of 63 days may reveal the core problem that you went through the core experience but then as you go through that as you pass the first cycle then the second cycle may be deal with with, with how that impacted your childhood and how that's actually then that lost part of your childhood has then impacted your adulthood and then the next cycle and so on and so on so you get more and more depths depth so neurocycling 
is a lifestyle. It's not just a one-off thing. So to heal the trauma stuff, you want to spend three cycles. And that's where I've laid it out very meticulously on how to do that. And in the NeuroCycle app, which is also where I literally give you therapy in, in, in audio and these videos and things, this in here, I've got the exact steps of how to do it. And there's an app called the NeuroCycle app. And you're familiar with that. And it used to be called the Switch app, which basically walks you through these cycles. So they're perfect complement to each other where you've got the content in the book and you've got the NeuroCycle app where I walk you through the process with lots of extra examples of how to apply it. But essentially what you would do is you'd apply the NeuroCycle, which is five steps, which has been meticulously worked out on where I've researched in depth neuroscientifically what happens when you do this with your mind, what's going to happen in your brain and your body, not just your brain, but your brain and your body and your mind, three places. So when you use your mind, what's going to happen in your mind and your brain and your body and which combination and how should you do it and what's the best approach. So every step has had years and years of research. The way that the neurocycle looks now today, 38 years later, and I put my latest clinical trials very simplistically in the book as well, is very different to when I started off 38 years ago. Although the same basic principles were there that I developed for my traumatic brain injured and trauma patients and so on, I've developed over the years, which is what a scientist should do. You should constantly develop. So when it comes to the, the, the applying this for toxic trauma, you apply the five steps meticulously daily for around about 15 to 45 minutes. You don't go longer because this is heavy stuff and it can be overwhelming. You mentioned yourself that it can be quite a lot. It reveals a lot. It's a very, um, it's a very empowering process where you are using your mind to dig into your mind and into your brain to actually pull stuff up and into your body as well. So you want to limit the time when it comes to detoxing trauma. And so it's 15 to 45 minutes a day. For the first 21 day, you, days, you do all five steps. And then from day 22 to, to 63, you just do step five. And that step, that, that second, um, second sort of two cycles gives this new, healthy, reconceptualized version of this, of your narrative, which has now been reconceptualized, it gives it enough energy for it to move into the conscious mind to change behavior. So what we do a lot of as humans is we recognize we've got this issue in our life. Like I'll get people saying, I've got um, social anxiety from being bullied as a child. So they know the root. It was bullying as a child. I mean, that's very broad. So it's so uh, it's a trauma of, of, of being bullied as a child has resulted in, so, in social trauma, So um, social anxiety. So they, they know the main thing, but that's like two concepts. There's a lot more depth there. You know, what was the bullying? How did it manifest as that? You're going to have to go and unpack the whole thing. So to really work that out about how to get that under control, you've got the start. So, you know, I'm working on the social anxiety because of bullying and uh, bullying in childhood. You then go to daily work out, you know, what you're going to go through your signals all the way through to finding out a little bit of your route every day. So today you may only see one route and tomorrow another one and the next day another one. What most people do, Andrea, is they, they kind of get to that point. Okay, well, that's the story. That's what happened. Or they don't even get to why have I got social anxiety? It's just, okay, I'm depressed. I've got clinical depression. That's why I have social anxiety. Or I've got a, a personality disorder. Or, so they go with a label and that's very unfortunate. And it's not the, it's not the average, it's not the person's fault. It's this medical, it's the medical misinformation. 
We're in an era, and over the last 40 years, and I've watched this trajectory in my career, where we have gone from hearing the person's narrative. Why do you have social anxiety? What, how, what was the bullying? What was the full story? Let's see how that impacted you. Let's see how we can change that perspective to help you to make the past play out differently into your future. That went away in the large majority of cases. There's, you know, there's people that are fighting that. But in general, the, the general public are receiving a diagnosis and a label and very often a medication for social anxiety. When that's not going to solve the problem, it's actually iatrogenic. It causes damage in the brain. And if you try and suppress this and not deal with it, it just gets worse because you're, this is physical, as I've explained. It's made of proteins. And your brain's immune system and your body's immune system recognize this toxic thought. There's your brain and body. Recognize this toxic thought as though it was a virus. So we all understand that the COVID virus stimulates an immune response to get rid of it. The toxic thought does the same thing. So if you've got this toxic trauma from childhood, if you were repeatedly bullied and badly bullied as a child, and you don't actually unpack this and change it, this toxic energy causes tremendous reaction from the from the immune system. And the same thing that like you're going to get T lymphocytes and B lymphocytes and macrophages and everything going out, you'll get a cytokine storm. And this thing, if you don't deal with it, just gets bigger and bigger. Inflammation increases. It affects your DNA. It affects sets your risk for, for cardiovascular issues and so on and so on. I explain that in the, in the clinical trials in the book. But by managing this, by just saying, okay, I recognize, and I'm just going to use that same example, I have social anxiety from bullying. What can I do about it? I'm going to embrace this to process, to reconceptualize. Just that mindset shift, just seeing the social anxiety and the depression associated and anxiety associated with that as something, as a message, as opposed to being a threat, you shift the, the whole way that your neurophysiology works. Now you have 1,400 neurophysiological responses working for you instead of against you. You've shifted just in a few, in a, in a, in a literally split second, you've gone from brain damaging and body damaging to brain resilience. And now you can take your time to unpack this over the 63 days and maybe multiple cycles of 63 days. If we don't, we keep it there. And then it's going to be creating this damage in the brain and the body, which we can, which I cl clearly lay out in the book. And we can just, we can talk about that in a moment. The other, so that's the big stuff. Toxic habits do the same thing. Let's say that you're always in this pattern where you in at work and you feel you've got to be this really harsh person at work or you, um, people say things to you and you get, um, let's say the acceptance thing that people throw something at you and you feel that you don't have acceptance. So there's this, this acceptance issue that's causing you a lot of anxiety and, and, and potentially sadness and despair and all kinds of stuff. Now that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your brain. It may, and that's or something wrong with you. It means that you are responding. And if you embrace that, that needing to be accepted, this this desire to be accepted, if you and, and the despair and anxiety and frustration that come with that, I'm just guessing, throwing out some emotions. I don't know exactly what they were that you experienced. But if you embrace those as helpful, I'm battling with acceptance. It's making me feel really sad. I get really on edge or whatever. If you embrace that as something helpful and unpack that to look for the whole source and then redesign it, that is very, very healthy versus just, okay, I'm battling with acceptance and you push it down. So that's now maybe a habit, but it could also have been related to a trauma because a lot of our toxic habits have come from some kind of trauma and we've developed a coping mechanism. So you'll see this in marriages, you'll see this in relationships, you'll see this at work where people think they have to be a certain way or they always respond in a certain way. And it's become a habit, a toxic habit, 
But very often, as you dig deep, you may find that the pattern has, is linked to some sort of traumatic source. Okay. So that would also require a 63-day cycle to break. Yes. Then if you want to build a good habit, yeah. let's say that you want to now get into a habit of, I really want to do this, this, and this in my life, it's also going to take 63 days to build a habit to impact behavior. Um, if you want to um, learn like exercise, diet routine, just a, a mind habit, just a way of coping with things or whatever, that's going to take 63 days to, to change. So those are the that's the basic time format. Most people will give up around day four to day seven because they recognize, they feel, they sort of think that something's happening because you get the feeling that something's happening on day four and day seven, but then people don't push through long enough. And then they get so frustrated because they say, I'm aware of this, but it's not changing. I'm stuck. And then there's that tremendous despair. Oh, there's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. You human. It's okay to feel despair. It's okay to get stuck. It's okay to get anxious. We need to embrace those as helpful in order to change them. So that's the long stuff. The short stuff is we wake up in the morning and we've got a lot of work to do. So now we feel anxious because it's like we've got a full day or you wake up in the morning and there's no power and I've got to do a thousand interviews <laughs> in, the, in the next few hours. What do I do? You know, we've got to now contact people. My, my whole, this is what happened last week. I woke up Monday, no power, no Wi-Fi, no, couldn't get in a hotel that day, not realizing how bad this was. Couldn't even get out the house. There was so much snow and ice. And I'm thinking now, oh, what do I do? So that's an in the moment thing. Okay. I have to stay calm. I have to neurocycle now to stay calm to keep in a state of focus so that we can make, make a plan to solve this problem and to solve this crisis um, in terms of work, in terms of all the other implications of, of, of what it meant. Um, so that's a moment by moment. Or let's say that you just about to do this podcast interview with me and something happens in, at, in your house or, um, or on social media, someone says something and it just throws you, you just happen to scroll social media just before we start. I'm just giving you examples. Or you you wake up and you go downstairs and we'll go into eat your your dining room and you're making coffee or something in the kitchen and your kids come and download this thing on you that like throws you and now you've got to pull yourself together and put your head back on and that moment by moment stuff how are you managing the moment by moment stuff the neurocycle is amazing for that so overarchingly the neurocycle is mind management mm -hmm. we have to manage our mind and neuroscientifically we see that we designed to do that every 10 seconds i mean this is insane it's like amazing it doesn't mean you're going to watch your you know your timer and go on your phone and set your timer it just means that we are able to be consciously and deliberately and intentionally aware of how we're thinking feeling and choosing the whole time you're awake, which is the whole time we're conscious, which means you tap into an unconscious mind. So there's a long answer, but it kind of unpacked a lot of stuff which you could dive into. When I first started using the NeuroCycle, I was amazed at how quickly I was able to access my own origin story. Over the years, I've gone through my own trauma. I have experienced spiritual abuse within the church. You know, I've gone through heartbreak and loss, financial issues, you know, the list goes on. But I had developed these coping mechanisms and they kind of stemmed from my original trauma, the origin story. So the five step system that Dr. Leaf talks about, the neurocycle, really walked me through the process of identifying what had happened within the trauma and being able to process how I think, feel, and choose in a new way and reconceptualize what I had experienced, which was a brand new thing for me because I began to self-regulate and shift my mindset in so many other areas of my life as well. And I just feel like I'm just getting started because right now 
I have a level of control over how I react, how I interact with people, things that are happening in my life now that I was never able to do before. So like on the most practical level, I want to give you an example of one of the very first cycles that I went through, because I know that some of this information is a little heady and it can be a bit overwhelming, but if you know that it works for you, you just might use it. And I would love for you to have a transformation in your life like I did. The very first cycle I did was when I was battling for a need for approval. Now this is something I'd been working on for, well, gosh, as long as I can remember. And I would see some changes and I would see some progress, but then I would slip back into old habits and I would search for the approval from others. And what ended up happening was I was really paralyzed in indecision. I was not able to move my business forward. I was feeling stuck personally, professionally, because I was so concerned with how my choices would be perceived by others in gaining their approval that I wasn't doing anything. So I wasn't taking any significant action in my life. I was totally in fear of what people thought about my choices, um, how I dealt with my business, what I was doing in my life, even my decision to leave the evangelical church because I was afraid of what people would think about that. So within days of using the neurocycle, like days, like I can't even explain this to you. I remember being in the kayak on the lake in the summertime and like having this thought come into my mind and being like, oh my gosh, this really works. I noticed a huge difference. Um, the first week I had major revelations about my childhood and how it affected my adulthood and how many things had played a significant role in how I was perceiving people's reactions to me or assuming they were reacting to me. And all of this was compounding my need for their approval. And by the third week, after completing that very first 21 days of the neurocycle, I completely shifted the mindset. And of course, I continued through to the 63 days, but I had such a sense of freedom that at that point, I took a huge step, made a huge investment into my business because I no longer needed the approval of others to do so. And that changed everything. Like that started a, a shift in momentum in my life, personally, professionally, that honestly probably wouldn't have happened had I not shifted that original mindset. It was like one shift really was the catalyst for shifting so many other things. And because of that, I've continued on. And those first three weeks were solely focused on the toxic issue that I was dealing with. Um, but then as I finished the 21 days and I started into the second toxic issue, I was able to keep the first cycle going through the 63 days as I started cycle number two. So I was then kind of doing two at a time. One of them was more in depth and one of them was really uh, more brief in the in as if you read the book and you download the app you'll really get more of an understanding of what i'm saying with this but i know that for some people it's so tempting to say like i want a quick fix now like i want this to change today but here's the thing you thought yourself into this place over a lifetime of experience 
trauma, things that have happened in your life, and it's not going to change overnight. You can biologically change your brain. And she talks all about that in the book. But you can actually rewire how you think, feel and choose. And it's scientific and it works. And I know it does because I have done it. So this is not only something that I did with approval, but I also did it with the negative thoughts that I have, behaviors, habits. I've done it when it comes to even the trauma in my life, because I have really seen how this has been able to help me to navigate my own journey. And I've not just done it alone. You know, I want to just make that really clear because I also had a coach as I was going through the neurocycle and I also was in therapy while I was doing the neurocycle. So there were different things that I would work on with my coach than I would work on with my therapist and some of them overlapped just a bit. But for me, I knew that there were some issues that I knew were best served in therapy and some that were best served with a coach. So as you're doing this process, it's so great. I would highly recommend that you get the book, you download the app and you start the process. But if you really, really want to see a significant change, I want to encourage you to invest in either a therapist or a coach. Now, the way to figure out whether or not you need either one of those is if you're experiencing trauma in your life, then you want to go down the therapeutic route. But if you're at the point where you're like, I want to change my mindset or behaviors or things along that nature, then I want to encourage you to go uh, with a coach. And I would love to talk with you about that. I can help you to make that decision if that is the route that you want to go down. And you, you know, even if you're saying, you know, I'm not really sure, let's hop on a call. Let's talk about it. You can access my schedule at andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule. And I'd love to have a conversation about this with you and really get you on the right track moving forward within your life. Friend, I've seen so many tremendous shifts in my clients and in my own personal life using this system that I would recommend it to pretty much everyone. So I know that I've, you know, just kind of basically just put it all out there for you, but I'm just so excited about how this has changed my life. Next week, we're going to continue with the conversation and we're going to be shifting the focus to my own family of origin, how the neurocycle helped um, with my own mental health and how the neurocycle helps with issues like depression, anxiety, and so much more. Dr. Leaf also touches on how the neurocycle can shift our ideologies around racial bias and division, which is amazing. And we also talk about how the neurocycle can empower us and give us autonomy in our lives, which you are going to absolutely love. So all of Dr. Leaf's information is located in the show notes. You can access that um, at thecouragecast.com or you can find it within the show notes on your app as well. So make sure you get her book, download the app, and then tune into next week, second part of the series as we finish the conversation with Dr. Leaf. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. 
If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.